guys, welcome to Mildly Mannered Podcast. I'm Marissa Machado. And I'm Claire Campbell-Mosley. And this week, we're going to get into some current events. I think it's going to be juicy. Definitely. Nothing like some juicy weekly gossip. For sure. But um, in the meantime, since I saw you last, you know, how was your weekend? It was good. Weekend was nice. I feel like we're getting to like sweater weather here in California. Um, Kind of a relief. Until next week when it's 99 again. True, true. Very much so. That global warming is real. It was a nice weekend. It, it was, was really nice. nice. Yeah. It was great. Um, and it was a relaxing weekend, which was needed. Um, I don't know. Just the basic maintenance, you know, hair dyed. Okay. A little bit of Botox. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Feeling fresh. Got to stay, you know, got to keep keep up with the, the youth, I feel like, these days. No, it's just about keeping up with yourself. <laughs> True. Yes. You know? You're right. You can't let it get too far. No, no, no. But I think the best guidance I was given is to, at least for me, is to let the Botox disintegrate and then get it again. Interesting. Who told you that? The doctor. Why? Because he was saying that, like, when you add in and keep adding, that's when you can maybe go a little crazy. And as we know, I tend to get a little, like, when I like something, I like it too much. Okay. So I think he was saying that was a good way to, like, gauge it. He's like, let it, like, let yourself notice that it's gone away. Versus just like keeping a every three month appointment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's it's about looking in the mirror and noticing, oh, my Botox is wearing yeah. off. I'm starting to see a few more lines again, and then going. Yeah, it's but it's similar to that with the like my roots, right? It's like my hair like looks fine, and then I notice a little root, and then I'm like, oh, I can get away with it for another three weeks, and then I wake up the next day, and I'm like, I need to go tomorrow. Yeah, I can't deal with this any longer. Yeah, and but um, it's been good. Everything was good. What about your world? So we had a birthday party, a 60th birthday party in Beverly Hills on Friday night in the nice. Beverly Hills Hotel. So it was nice, like, get dressed up, put on the dress, and, you know, it was full-on party. It kind of felt like a wedding, to be honest. It was over the top. But I'd say the most interesting part of that night was when I got there, um, I was waiting at the door because Jeff left his phone in the car. Shocking. And... All of a sudden, I hear this voice behind me, and I thought, is that Countess Luann? Uh-uh. You've gotten into New York, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. Okay, so for anybody that happens to not know, Luann de Lesseps, Countess Luann de Lesseps of the Real Housewives yes. of New York City. And sure enough, she was going to the same party that we were going to. Oh my God, did you die? A little bit. Like, I definitely was clocking her the whole time. She's very tall. So beautiful. I was like, going to say, she has a, talk about aging gracefully. Oh, I mean, stunning, stunning. I mean, obviously I'm short, but I was in heels and she's still just like towering over me. Modestly dressed. Wow. Not wearing Giovanni, which wow. shocked me. <laughs> I feel like we got to give a little bit of a backstory. So Marissa's always been into Real Housewives. Of course. I have only recently gotten into Real Housewives because my girlfriend is obsessed with it. And so I feel like I'm catching up on a whole world that I've been missing out on. And um, the Countess is definitely, I mean, oh, iconic. Iconic. So I, you know, we hung out, did the whole dinner. It was a great time, had drinks. And then we were kind of getting ready to leave. And I was like, if the Countess sings happy birthday and I miss this, <laughs> I will be so upset. So I checked socials the next day. I didn't see anything, but all in all, it was a good time. And then honestly, I can't really do it like I used to. So Saturday was a lazy day that involved some McDonald's and um, 
possibly some pizza later. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, um, it was a good weekend, though. That is, that's amazing. I feel like all those Real Housewives, each season has one person on the pursues a musical career of some kind. Absolutely. Everyone's got a single. And even now, <laughs> even now, Brandy Glanville, who's not a current housewife, but was on an Ultimate Girls trip recently, oh. which is where they mix housewives oh, yes. from different franchises. Yes, I saw one of those. So she just came out with a new single, which is actually a rap song wow. about called like being a housewife or some well, life of a housewife what avenue would you go in would you go into rap pop i would not go into rap really no you don't feel like you have the qualifications <laughs> to be a rapper do, i do not i mean you are from bakersfield so i should be going into country <laughs> true true that yeah um secret country fans over here mm -hmm. i feel like this i feel like when i say i like country music it's like the same thing when people are like so you don't obviously eat Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, no, no. It's a little different. They don't like me, but I like them. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, love me a little country country song. Well, that's good. I mean, I'm glad you had a good weekend. Um, I think it'd be wrong if we didn't start the conversation with reality TV. Yes, reality TV. But I also think we should maybe just jump right into the Adam Levine. Oh, okay. Okay. Situation. You want to go? You want to go into current events? All I, right. I, I mean, okay. I can't quite think about anything else, just because okay. I feel like how one Bahati is dream. Let's just let's just stunning. call it like I mean, a stunning, beautiful, cool girl. Adam Levine. I mean, I'd love to hear the hetero perspective on him, sure. but from my perspective, kind of a cheesy guy. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know these people. Um, just, you know, perspective-wise, to me, it's one of those kind of pretty boys that goes and thinks that if he gets a bunch of tattoos, it's going to kind of toughen him up a bit. Exactly. And it's like, I also think that, like, I don't know, Bahati to me, like, back in the day, like, I just she's just like a cool girl. And, like, he has always been like, I mean, yeah, Maroon 5 is cool. Yes, some of their songs are some hits. But, like... It was obviously, to me, it felt like a strange pairing to begin with. Like, kind of like, how could you pull a girl like this? And then, I mean, but I get it. He's a it's pop the, star. Yeah, it's, the, well, as they're referring to him in the media currently, he's a rock star. I don't know that we'd go that far. But, you know, I, to me, there is nothing shocking about this topic. Oh, not at all. It's a, it's a tale as old as time. For sure. Rock star, model wife doesn't matter like they still just need that extra attention i know and um to me it's a tale as old as time it's the rock star with the super hot wife that still just needs the outside attention you know that that's not shocking by any means and also at this point which is kind of sad it's not shocking that this girl came out on TikTok to reveal this and i know you know she's claiming now that she had a friend that was threatening to put this out. And mm -hmm. that's why she had to just come out and say it right then. But I do think there's a smarter way to handle this. You know, I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing for Bahati, really. That's what I find. 100%. Because she's pregnant. However, maybe Bahati and, and Adam have a deal. Maybe mm -hmm. she knows that he might, you know, fuck around on the side. I mean, my thing is, is that, like, I don't understand why people, and it's not just men, men and women both, do this stuff knowing that they're never going to get away with it. Right? That, that's like, what I was going to say. Like, how could you be so stupid? Yeah. It's in writing. Like, also, like, me as a non-famous person, like, 
I don't feel comfortable. Like my gauge of if something's inappropriate is if my girlfriend's going to see this, would she ever be mad at me? And right. if I think the answer is yes, delete, 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 you know, backpedal. I feel like in his position and so many other people's position like his, it's like, why even go there with the risk knowing that this is very much so going to possibly become public one day? I mean, I don't know. Or is he some kind of guy where the risk is what it's all about? Again, I mean, these people, not these people, because that's the wrong way to phrase Just it. Just people in people general. People in general. It's like the grass is always greener, I guess. I and mean, you think, I heard this funny quote one time. It's like, find a hot girl and you'll find a hot guy, or find a hot girl and you'll find a guy who's tired of fucking her. And I always have thought that to be such a true statement. Right? I mean, it, yeah. and Or a girl like, that's tired of it, you know, or. Vice versa, yeah. yeah. I mean, it. That's that's what it is too with with the situation. It, it doesn't matter how beautiful somebody is or how attracted the rest of the world is to them. It's I don't know. Are you missing something? And you know, again, who they could both be totally fine with this. They could, and they, and that would be honestly the best case scenario. I, and like in regards to the fact that like I don't know, it would really as a uh, you know a jealous person, one would say. Me knowing that you were going to throw out a baby name that was also a person that you were kind of DMing on the side, like that even, that would cut me more than you having the affair in certain ways. Absolutely not. That is filth. <laughs> filth. I mean, I thought I'd heard it all like in regards to just kind of like, I mean, that's just low. Like that part, like that would, if I was a hottie, that would be the part that I'd be like, I entertained you with that name. Yeah. And that's the girl that you've been DMing? I guess the only good that came from this is that Bahati didn't name her so soon-to-be son Sumner no. and then find this out and realize, oh, you're named after your dad's um, mistress. Okay, so then the real question is, do you believe they met up and that it was more than he said he never cheated? Well, he said he never cheated with the first girl. Now three more have come forward with messages. So disc disc in one of them, it says, you know, um, something about being better in person, which alludes to you met up in person. A hundred percent. That's the part that I saw where I was like, how are you going to back out of that one? Because again, I think to myself, like, I don't know. I feel like I've done some scandalous stuff in the past and like, you got to cover your tracks. And like the fact that she has proof that they saw each other, if I'm on the other side and someone's telling me, no, I didn't cheat on you. I just met up with her though. I'm gonna say I that mean, is cheating. like like a duck is like call it duck walks like a duck looks like a duck it is walks a duck. like a duck talks like a duck it must be a duck just be like so you met up with this strange girl didn't sleep with her and it ended at that I mean God bless him for trying but I think that we all know yeah more happened there than yeah and again. I mean, that that's that's their lives. And it is a shame that this girl put it on TikTok because at the end of the day, she's definitely trying to get clout in one way or another. And, you know, maybe not the other girls that followed suit. Maybe these other girls followed suit to, to back this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? In a sense. But something I found funny I saw on TikTok was a couple celebrities. So Sarah Foster was commenting on it and, and basically shaming the girl for going out on TikTok Ugh. and you know, this whole thing. Well then Imrata came in and stitched it Ooh. and was like, no, women need to stick together. We can't blame women. It's the men who cheat. Well, if, if you're going to say women need to stick together, then what happened to being a girl's girl? 
What, totally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if you know someone's married, yeah, look it up on the internet. I'm sorry, Google did not just happen. Mm. Like, <laughs> I mean, also you're on, you're chatting with him on Instagram. Go look at his profile where his children are. I mean, they just you know? do that tequila brand together or whatever it is. I, I, I 100% am on your side. Like, I hate it that we, like, the only person that got hurt in this situation is the hottie. Exactly. Right? So, Emrod is completely right. Girls should stick together. I think that it's like... No, the, she's saying, she's saying you can't blame the woman. You can only blame the man. It. Oh, because Adam's the one that... I mean, it's hard, right? Because it's like Adam's the one that owes the hottie something. But girl code should be like... I don't sleep with married men. Yeah, I just think it's I just think it's like wrong all around. I don't think we need to be going at each other for who's wrong or right in the situation at the end of the day, like you had just mentioned. And I think that's kind of where we move on. Yeah. Is that the only one that's really hurt in this is Bahati. Yeah. And I also think that to reiterate what you said, you mm -hmm. never know what's happening behind closed doors. This could be more than an okay situation and you know, we're all just you know bored with our own lives trying to make some drama where there isn't any. We're just being fed it and now we're adding to it. Yeah. Which actually to close, to really close that out, I saw a couple funny like memes on Instagram that could like ab absolutely describe how I felt about this, right. this topic. I mean, I'm talking about it, but really this is kind of how I felt. I heard, I saw an Overheard LA. Somebody says, how are you coping with the Adam Levine drama? Person responds, honestly, don't care at all about it. Then they say, same, was just trying to be relevant. <laughs> And then this somebody else tweeted and said, now it all makes sense why Adam Levine was so passionate about using a payphone. Oh, God. That's, stupid. That's pretty good. I mean, I went to go, I we went out last night and I, these, this bar was blasting some Maroon 5. I'm like, I feel like this is the best thing that's happened from Maroon 5 in a minute. Totally. Got out of elevators. Um, yeah. So oh, we'll, right. we'll let that one lie. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll leave that there. Our, our, our best to, to Bahati. You're hot. Yeah. Okay. So now should we get into some reality TV? For sure. I mean, I think it's only right that we start with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills trailer that dropped this morning. Oh, I mean, that was the first thing that was shown to me. I, 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 I'm, I'm in shock. I, I'm just, I'm just bummed that this episode doesn't will come out before we've seen the episode. Yes. But we can absolutely go in on the trailer. Okay. So, so you saw last week's episode. So I saw last week's episode okay. and was shook that at the end it says none of this was caught on tape. Right, with all the text messages yes. between Rena and Erica. Yes. Okay. Um, and I felt like something was brewing. I mean, from right. my humble opinion, you can't go from day drinking into night drinking. You cannot. And no matter who you are, it end well, right? No. Like, there's just, it's just too many hours of alcohol. So, obviously, Kathy... And her sister, her sister, Kyle, Kyle got into a huge fight. Okay. Right. And then all of a sudden, Kathy just kind of like swept it under the rug and was like, fine to go out to this club with them. It was kind of weird. It was, it was like, how she became okay. Yeah. Cause she stormed out of there, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. out of the, the bar that Kyle took them to, you know, where they got the hats made and all that it kind of thing. It's like an amazing place, by the way. Yeah, it's like uh, Nick Fouquet and Aspen or something, uh, you know? Yeah. I don't know that it is, but anyway. And then suddenly, you know, cut to, they go, they're going to this club. Everything seems fine. Rena's pumping up Kathy Hilton. Like, of course you can get in. You're Kathy Hilton. Yeah. Cut to, this was not caught on camera. But that's the part that left me shook because I was right. like, what do you mean? Okay. So and then this morning, we, we Bravo okay. drops the trailer and... 
I mean, my gut thing was, and it went on and showed it to me this morning, I immediately said, my first reaction, which I feel like you might disagree with me, I was like, why, like, I feel like sister code, going back to girl code, sister code in this situation would say, they didn't catch it on camera, let it lie. Because it sounds like, to recap, I mean, it sounds like the two sisters got into a big fight and they, you know, had a huge falling out. So, well, I, yes, I, I agreed. However, now, again, as you're new to this, Season one, okay. Kyle and Kim, their other sister who used to be a housewife, yes. Kim Richards, they get into it in the back of the limo. Oh, and it's a very famous scene where Kyle screams at her and calls her an alcoholic. Oh, no. And tells her that, and Kim tells Kyle that she stole her fucking house. Oh, wow. So it's this whole thing. So, yes, you would think they would want to let that lie. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a little bit of Kathy's place on this show. I think that Kathy is only willing to show this one side of Kathy. Yes. And then when those cameras go down, you might see another side of Kathy, which everyone has multiple sides to them, yes. which is which is what reality TV is supposed to be about. We're supposed to see all sides of these people. Um, I My favorite part about the trailer, I just have to say, yeah. was Sutton. <laughs> when Sutton's in her confessional and she's saying, all of a sudden... <laughs> Kathy wants us to get in a conga line. <laughs> I and I don't think anybody wanted to do a conga line. <laughs> so she's the fact like, that yeah. this whole season has been built up for the crazy Aspen trip to have it all crumble over a conga line? And to have it all crumble not on camera. Not on camera. I mean, like, you've got to, I mean, Andy I is probably just dying. I mean, Gloria Estefan is dying. I mean, Doesn't she sing that song? I the conga, like, everybody do the conga. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think that I wasn't surprised though, because the whole episode of obviously, we know editing was happening, but there was a brewing in that entire last, like leading up to them going out to the club. I was like, there's no way this is going to go, no. go well. Um, I feel like Erica Jane's just excited. Like, oh. like I've been in her position where I'm like, somebody screws up more than I have. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, can you believe it? Like, you know, it's like, I mean, yeah, you're just waiting just for like, yes, there's somebody to screw up in the world. Yeah. Um, and you gotta sink your teeth in when that happens. I know? guess so. I guess so. If you're digging yourself out, I suppose you're gonna sink yourself into anything else that. Oh. And, and and even if it doesn't top what you've been doing, you're gonna make sure that it feels like it tops what you were doing. Of course. And I, I also find it interesting that Rena was the one to go back with Kathy. But Rena seems to always play this one because Rena was the one that was going to get uh, Eric Jane when they were all fighting. Right. right? right. So Rena's like kind of this like i'll go with you person yeah or maybe she just never like somehow she always placates that like she's on decent terms with anyone right like she never is polarizing i guess she has been well yeah this season she's definitely taken a back seat because i think that in the past she's like really gone so hard that you know she's made statements in the past like let someone else you know carry it Got like it. i've done it so yeah she's definitely kind of taken a back seat but she is been so messy on social media and just really stirring the pot and actually i read something today that she's negotiating her new contract and apparently she wants two million for the next season wow and she would be the highest paid housewife if that was the case i mean the the thing i will say is that when she was speaking i like we both looked at each other and we're like we do have to take what ren is saying as an ex-soap opera star. So uh -huh. from the perspective of a yes. soap opera star, yes. these are the events that happen. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Which I think I'm, she, she's a great addition, obviously, to the group. But yeah, I mean, I'm dying to watch it tonight. That's, that's really interesting um, 
you saying that about the Real Housewives stars. Yes, uh, or uh, soap opera stars, excuse me. But, you know, that's the thing about Beverly Hills is so many of them are actors, you know? And I don't know if you've ever watched Potomac. I think I watched a couple of Okay, the but you're good. Potomac is about to start again, and okay. you're going to have to get on it because this is a franchise that is actually, like, real housewives in wow. the sense of they're not actors. They're not these, like, known people. Uh-huh. They are real women and they go there and they can give it to each other but then they just brush it off like and brush it off and they keep going it is i think one of my top top it's in the top i i kind of got into i think salt lake utah oh yeah those yeah, girls like they go they go for they it they go but yeah. I, I find they put it on for the camera I like can, like they've been studying for years you know but yeah. we'll see what this new season brings well i um, i'm excited not excited i can't wait to find yeah, out yeah i can't wait happened. for tonight's i episode. mean i think you know having two sisters i know that sisters can go low and uh, can stab deep so i'm sure it wasn't a, a fun conversation but i wonder how i just wonder how they're gonna like play it out considering they have no footage it's just always interesting you know well they find a way they oh always i find know a way. That. those text messages will those, be... those editors know what they're doing oh god um okay what about i wanted to ask you have you been watching real girlfriends in paris which is I don't know that it's airing. Yeah, it is airing on Bravo, but it's also airing on Peacock, which is where I've been watching it. Oh. Have you checked it out? No, I haven't checked it out yet. Okay. Um, no, I'm just, like, curious. just haven't gotten there okay. yet. It looks good. I mean, I think there's nothing yeah. like some Americans in a foreign country to stir yeah. up some they're trouble. De- they're definitely young. I was just, I was actually going to say, do we care about this show? Um, you know, with the play on Emily in Paris, of course, and... <sighs> Every everybody wants to be a French girly now. I feel like it's like that's just the ta- again talk about the tales all the time. It's like the 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 caption the, the the show lost me a little bit when it's trying to do that. If you can make it in Paris, you can make, make it, it anywhere. anywhere. Like what? they say that about New York. But that's the only place where it's valid. I mean, not to say that Paris. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to make it in. LA. I was going to say my response was it's hard to make it in New York and L.A. and I'm sure we can say Paris, but like that's I don't know. That just kind of lost yeah. me a little bit. And then I also feel like the Emily show, I watched it. I gave it a chance. I found it. Yeah, see, I loved it. I feel like when we're but too I'm old. Also like, so I'm also like, are we a little bit too old for this? I was not feeling like I was too old for Emily in Paris. I loved it. I ate it up. But that's like a hetero girl's perspective. Got it. Yeah, you know no. what I mean? Lily it's, Collins is cute. I, I Yeah, she's cute. Tiny little thing. Yeah. Um, I love the fashion. Whatever. I, I'm not saying it's groundbreaking, but I do. But do you think it's worth a watch? Should we Should we give it a go? I love Emily in Paris. You no, know, no, no, no. The, the, the oh, Real Housewives of Paris. Or the Real Girlfriends of Paris. That'd be the next franchise. The Real Housewives <laughs> right. of Paris. Right. Oh, God. Um... Okay, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. It's one of those maybe like you're having a lazy Saturday or Sunday and you have nothing to watch and you just go to Peacock and you're like, let's dip into this. Totally. It's, I mean, it's nothing you're missing. I've right? been on the hardcore catching up on the housewives. So once I've caught myself right, up right. to There's where so we much. are now, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Especially just the way they all look. Yeah, I mean, they Potom- all look Potomac so is next though. So that's the one okay. for, for, I would say get into Potomac before any sort of Paris situation. Got it. Got it. Um, and now you watched, I mean, you, you watched House of Hammer. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the other, like, right. My Instagram feed is filled with Adam Levine and House of Hammer. Okay. Um, I think, you know, you haven't watched it yet. I, we were flabbergasted just at how deep this family has buried its right. secrets. And I think 
again, every family has their secrets. So it's unfortunate when you mix in money and a big last yeah. name that all of a sudden their secrets become somehow deeper and darker than the rest of us average Joes. But it was interesting to see how over generations, this kind of like bad behavior has been allowed. And it brings me back to like what I said about the Adam and Lean topic, which was how are you going to be a person who's of well-knownness and think you're going to get away with putting things like this in writing? Right. And again, what ARMY did, I, you know, some people are into that stuff, all this stuff. Again, we're hearing only the girl, the victim sides of, of the story. And, you know, I, I can't make a call on who's telling the truth and who's not. But I think what was so interesting to, was just to hear about this family and to hear the truth about it all and to realize that sometimes these pedestals that we are putting people on are really not deserved when you get down to the nitty gritty, which, well, uh, yes. Okay. So I will say this, as Claire mentioned, I did not watch this, but I, I am well read on mm -hmm. the topic. Um, during when this all started coming out, it was, you know, we, I, I feel like we were still in pandemic mode. And so we were, you know, glued to our phones. And when the first girl started coming out with her messages, I followed her like instantly. Really? Yes. So as she was putting out every message, when this started hitting the press, I was watching it and then she went private and I was still in on it. Good. So I was seeing all these messages between them. And during that time, the thing that I believed to be wrong was that in this community that they agreed upon, you know, you have a safe word. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody is safe wording and you don't respect that, that then becomes rape per se. Yeah. Right. hundred percent. So that's what I felt, you know, was wrong in that situation based on that one girl. Now, since then, you know, there had been many more girls that came out and stories that came out. And so, and the cannibal thing, and you know, which really, I think the media ran with the cannibal thing more so than just, you know, they kink shamed him in a way because yes, okay. there is a community that is into that. Right. So again, if you take out the rape, what did he really do wrong? If people are consenting to this lifestyle. Right. So then I've, I've heard Casey Hammer, his uh -huh. aunt, who is in the documentary, you know, go on and on about the family. And as you were saying, families like that with these big names. And then when you add money it and, and do the secrets get bigger and dirtier. And the thing about it is yes, because when you have a name, you're trying to protect that name. And the reason you have that name is probably because your money. So then you're trying to protect it. So you're paying it off. You're protecting it. You're paying it off. And why do you think you can get away with anything? Because you always have gotten away with everything because money sweeps it under the rug. Now, What's interesting about the documentary or House of Hammer is that the original girl that had come forward did not do that documentary. Oh, really? No. So none of these, from what I've read, the girls that were in the documentary, there was, was I was original. A, yeah, it wasn't, I, I don't know that there was ever any rape. I thought that it was all sort of just under this whole factor of kink. Yeah. And right, the documentary was more so going deep on the family, right? The, it so, was on both. And it was also just on his grooming of these girls, right? right? Where like when there is, in, in my understanding of this kind of like kink community, where like where there is this kink where it is maybe like you're playing roles, there's dom and sub, all of that is like really talked about prior. And it seemed like what he was doing with these girls is he was getting girls that were just 
entering into what they thought to be like a very fun, exciting relationship with this famous guy. Okay. And all of a sudden, when it came time to do the sexual stuff, he was shocking them at every turn. And again, you always think, why wouldn't you just walk away? Wouldn't you just say no? But I think the way he kind of groomed them. But the text messages were very graphic yeah. and to the point of what he wanted to do. Maybe he didn't say, oh, I'm going to tie you up. You're going to say for it and I'm not going to respect that. But it was definitely discussed what was going to happen. And the one thing I will say that, like, just as you were saying that, the thought that ran through my head was, let's say that this, if you got a text message from an attractive guy but no fame and said, I want to tie you up, I want you to be my slave, you'd be like, this is a creepy, pardon yeah. my friends, motherfucker block. But I think that there's just such a like such a leniency where it's like, oh, that was really crazy what he said, but I still want to meet up with him. You're saying because he's famous. Yes. And I think I'm sure that's a huge part of it. But at the same time, you can't say that there aren't girls out there, guys out there, whoever out there that want to be tied up. Oh, agree. And, and be a slave to somebody. Uh, you know I what think- I mean? I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think that the thing with the Army Hammer situation was he, it's like the culmination of like just all of the things that he did to these girls and then the repetition is what I found right. interesting where it was like he'd bring them to the same hotel. He would make them meet his mother right away. He would sh- like shower them with like texts and like constant like surprise them sharing their location. Love bombing. Like all of the yeah, love bombing. All of those things are like, Again, it's like we could, it's with everything, it's like they can be red flags or they can be like really signs of endearment, right? We're like, oh, wow, this person like really likes me, but they're also stalking me. They, yeah, well, like, I, they think want- that, I think that all this boils down to is like some, some issues all around. And when I say issues, I don't mean it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's carrying them. You know what I mean? We all have our things. We all, we all have things from childhood that we take with us throughout the day. And yeah, I guess it depends on what type of person you are as to how you're going to respond to those type of messages. Oh, great. great. Uh, and now, I, also... I am the type of person who responds, absolutely not. I will be <laughs> no one's fucking slave. And I'm the person that's like, I'll try anything else. <laughs> and sounds like a good time. Um, but I think that, again, you know, in the common theme, I think, in today's conversation is just this kind of checks and balances. And, and I think that even you know, as just normal people going about our lives, I live by the code of conduct of like, you know, anything I do and say can and will be like used against, used against me. And I would think that That's it's your just right? I mean, I, I've been caught enough that to know that anything you put in a text, an email or everything will be shown again. And I feel like there's the lesson here is like, don't say anything that you aren't ready to take responsibility for, you know? And I also will say that I think that um, this disability to slide into people's DMs, I mean, think about how it used to be. Like, you used to have to like run into a person at a bar, get their phone number, call them up and say these ridiculous things to them. That's true. Now I can be sitting in like, you know, the line at Chick-fil-A. Hiding behind your phone. And yeah. And yeah, having this whole. It's like. What other you, person persona like whatever i mean yeah and and certainly i think that we can also be more um uh what's the word i'm looking for expressive yeah more expressive maybe through words than like saying it to somebody's face or on the phone. agreed and, and especially a younger generation because they have no idea what it was like to call your crush at home 
and have to ask their mom if you could talk to them. You know what I mean? And agreed. I think, but it's also was, um, it also made you take responsibility, right? right? Because I think it's so flippant to say something over a text message than to say something to someone's face, let alone verbally. So I think it's also creating this thing where our words have power, but they become very powerless in the sense that like we just throw them out, right? Like we can just throw out a sentence and like even Twitter, so much of it is like, let me throw out my opinion to mass amounts of people and not take any responsibility yeah, for Twitter it. Twitter is the worst place. I, I, don't, I don't mess with Twitter. I don't either. I don't even have it on this new phone. I, I don't know either. my password. Mm -mm, me neither. I, I, I don't. I, I also feel like. Just, what do I have to say? One, like, I don't have anything to say. Two, I don't. I'm too, like, susceptible to fake news. <laughs> like, I'm the person that reads the headline and is like, oh, my God, it's true. It happened. <laughs> There's so many things that I regurgitate already that are, like, not proven to be true. So did you actually read the article? That's always me. I'm always like, um, did you read the article? Because I did. And what it said in the article was this. Yeah, no, I did cliff notes. Cliff notes to the day I die. Okay, okay. Um, so I guess, you know, we can get into more of a content related topic. Okay. Let's get scripted. Should we go into some scripted TV? I think we should. Okay. What have, um, what have you been watching? So I've been watching The Patient. Okay. I, mean, uh, I haven't, I haven't dipped into this, but I did hear somebody on the radio this morning talking about this show and yeah. that it was so good. Well, it's so good. I mean, first of all, as a office fan, Michael Scott can do no wrong. Oh, okay. So, okay, I wasn't an office what's person. What's the guy? Why am I blanking on his name? Oh, um, come on. Uh, I can't believe it. I'm year old virgin. Why am I blanking? Why am I blanking? Pardon. Steve Carell. Thank you. So Steve Carell um, takes on a new face, definitely. Kind of like um, Beautiful Boy, which he did with Timothy Chalamet, my boy crush of the year. Um, he's playing, so Steve Carell's playing the therapist to this, you know, psychopath, I think you could safely say. I won't give it away because I want you to watch it and I want your opinions. Okay. And it's really suspenseful. It's really well done. The acting is great. You know, Steve Carell, as much as I do see him as Michael Scott, Scott I can't see him as this as this therapist. Right. And there's a lot of like, you know, he, he's, there's a component of religion. He's Jewish. Uh, there's like a lot of kind of, you get a little bit of a backstory into where he's at in life and then you get the backstory or you're starting to get the backstory into where the psychopath is in his life. And what I'll say about it is the template of the show is so different, right? We're so used to being able to indulge. Like the, the way that Hulu's rolling this out is it's 23 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So it's 23 minutes of edge of your seat suspense. And then you got to wait a week. That's, that's what Hulu has been doing. Um, they did that with Pam and Tommy. Okay. Uh, weekly so it's it's more like tuning into television it, which is also how they're getting us away from actual cable and it. into these streaming services because it's like well you know you used to be able to just get netflix and watch everything right away well now hulu's rolling it out week to week so it's like back into the days of watching tv however it's through a streaming service God, i mean that makes sense yeah but, but um it sounds interesting okay. it's, it's like kind of hard to watch though because i'm so used to being able right. to just like dive in and we're having to kind of like like you almost have to watch something afterward to come down, but so it's maybe. really good. And I think that um, I really like just the overall, like, I mean, it, someone feels like it should have been a movie that they chopped into a TV well, show for a TV show, but a movie yeah, I mean, I highly recommend it. I think it's good. Yeah. You know what? Maybe what I'll do is I'll wait until all the episodes are out 
and be, then be a gluttonous person. Yeah, not gluttonous, <laughs> but just to be able to watch a few episodes back to back because what happens is I fall off. Like if it's, you know, my housewives, I'm never going to fall off. I know when that's on, they're recorded. It's the whole thing. Yeah. But something that's like on a streaming platform week to week, like I could fall off. So it's better if I do it in a weekend or something like that. Totally. Um, definitely give it a, give it a see though. Which is what I did. I will. But which is what I did last weekend on my lazy day. Um, <laughs> we started a show on HBO Max called Minx, M-I-N-X. And I text you to check it out because I thought you'd be interested. And I was. And so basically the premise of this show is um, what I like to is like not all the actors are known. Jake Johnson is the main guy and you know him from New Girl yeah. and, and so many other funny roles that he's been in. And once again, he is so great mm -hmm. in, in this role. Um, so it's about a woman in 1971 that wants to start a feminist magazine. And she meets, randomly meets this guy who happens to be a, a, a publication. He has a publication company. But like a bootleg but it's all, after. Yeah, it's, it's like a porn publication. Yeah. But he sees her vision with you know putting together feminism and boobs essentially at the same time yeah but what happens is because they're feminists they decide that they're going to put penises yep um they're going to focus it towards men and for the first time you know in in the world or let's say the united states women were suddenly going to be gawking at men the way that men have been gawking forever yeah. been gawking at women and so it's a really interesting take but, and, and you check, you and Anna checked it out, yeah. but what I, my question was about this show is in television, just in general, scripted television, are penises the new boobs? No. I think that penises always, I mean, it, it's so interesting how boobs are just so socially acceptable. Oh, right? always. Like, they've always been in film. But over the last, I'd say three years, you're really starting to see a lot more penises on film. Yeah. You know, there was that show Sex Lives that, mm -hmm. which again, but you know, with that thought, what's interesting is when we're showing boobs, we're showing real boobs. And when we're showing penises, we're showing prosthetics. Okay, because I was like, that, that, I mean, I haven't seen oh. a lot of penises in my life, but those penises <laughs> did not look real. They're prosthetic. It's crazy. So it's like, so men are too embarrassed to show their real dicks? Or is it too offensive to show their real dicks? Mm. But why is it not offensive to show a fake one? I don't know. Maybe it's, there's a, it's like, Maybe there's a step, right? Like somehow like the, maybe the actors don't want to show their real penises so they can get away with getting actors. They say, we're not going to show your real penis, but right. we'll to get like a, a got someone somebody to do it. kind of known or, but it's so interesting because women actors, I mean, the first bridge they're always forced to cross is, and, and they want to right. is to show their breasts if they want to. Yeah. If they want to. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think it's, it's always shocking to me to see a penis. So I feel like I it is to me too. <laughs> I mean, like it's not a gay or straight thing. No, it's it's not a male or female thing. I think it's shocking for men to see a penis on TV, as equally as shocking for women to yeah. see it on TV. Do we though think like I guess the next connection would be okay? So breasts are these like magnificent things that we like glamorize all over the place, right? Right. right. Um and. But vaginas but are not. But vaginas are not. So, like, I know. That's, that's these, the argument, too, is how does a penis equal boobs? Um, you know. I feel like in gay man land, it's, bre like, 
men's butts are right. to gay men, what women's boobs are to straight, straight men. men. Okay, yeah. So I think that the penis, while it's like, this, I mean, how much conversation do we have around phallic symbols, right? Like we have this whole thing, yeah. but yet we still won't like, we still like think that the penis like should be like hidden in private. Right. Um, I mean, there were a lot of real penises, I will say, in that show, now that I think about it. There were a lot of prosthetics, but then there was the a- shower scene, I just, those are all real. There's a scene where they bring in models and they have them stripped down. Yeah. And there was a lot of naturals, because you see, for you, you're going to really see the- The whole gamut. I yeah. Mean, geez, I, yeah, I, I hadn't seen that many penises in a while, but- I certainly have. Yeah. Cock about all shapes and sizes. Yeah, it sounds sure. like you said cock about. <laughs> I uh, think like, what was funny about this was like after I watched the show, I then this is like not to diverge too much, but somehow I got onto John Hamm, who oh was by I, the way, St. Louis boy. Yeah, I know. You're by my same street. Um there's a whole blog dedicated to his dick. I know. And based off of like this one. He's picture. got a huge dick. He actually I didn't listen, but he he's on Howard Stern this week and he addresses it. I don't know what he says. I haven't seen a clip because the only clip I've seen of John Hamm this week is him talking about Erica Jane returning the diamond earrings. Oh, she did? She returned them, but John Hamm was saying she should return them. Oh. You know, I just think it's funny when yeah. real celebrities talk about uh, housewives. Well, it, it makes me laugh. I feel like the housewives are probably like super flattered. I mean, well, absolutely they are, but I've been watching housewives from day one and it was supposed to be an embarrassment. And now it's everyone has taken it on, which is what I love. I kind of feel like my dad always used to like say that like, you know, he never watched football, so he always felt like around men he had nothing to talk to them about. Because he's like, totally. I don't watch football. I don't care about baseball. I kind of feel like now that I watch Housewives, I like have so much more to talk about. It's true. With like women in certain ways. It's, it's true. Like, it's, a, it's a total like, uh, I don't know, like conversation piece. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, in my workout, there's like only two people that I will randomly work out with that watch Housewives. And it kind of depresses me in the mornings when I can't go in and talk about it. So Again, part of the reason we're doing this podcast is is to is to divulge all of our you know gluttonous uh, interests. Yeah, totally. So, something that we want to do on this podcast is a gripe of the week. Mm -hmm. And so, this week, my gripe of the week is making doctor's appointments. Ooh. As you know, uh, as we're you know getting just a little bit older, you have to start really paying attention to your body and and all the things that you have to do to make sure you're in good health and that you're not missing anything. So this week I'm trying to make a doctor's appointment and with my schedule, not ever being a set schedule, it's really hard to make appointments. So it's like, you're calling all these doctors. Nobody's taking, they all say they're accepting new patients, except they're not booking till January. So what's, what do you do if something's actually wrong with you? You just wait it out till January to find out. Like they, they like want you to go to the emergency room. It's insane. And then what happens without fail every single time I finally land on a date that I can make an appointment. As soon as I lock that date in by tomorrow, I will have a job on that exact day. I mean, I, I hear you. I think it's, it's just, what also shocks me about it is that like, I, I was on the phone for forever with UCLA. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, they then say either the appointment's super far out or they want you to drive. Like they right. want me to drive to like, I don't even know where I'm like, you have nothing within my zip code. And like in LA, it's like, I, I can't like 17 miles away. Like that's a whole day. Trip. Oh, that's an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I just, that's why I hate going to the doctor. It's I mean, just need, a pain to make the appointment. But anyway, that's my gripe. But I also me. wonder like the other thing is that they also, I mean, my doctor at this point pretty much like wants to do a virtual appointment with me 
no matter what. And I'm like, that's good for me, but you are right. Like, what if there's an emergency? But like, how are you doing a virtual check on me? You're looking at me through your computer screen? Um, no. I have, We're going to have gyno appointments on the computer screen? I was going to say, I haven't had a gyno appointment. You know what my doctor said to me? What? She's like, you don't really need to have regular ones because you're a lesbian. And I was like, I don't think that's true because like, a just because I'm a lesbian, cancer. I could still get cancer. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, you know, I, I do think that they said you don't have to get them in a year, uh, every year no, anymore. No. Anyway, um, what's your gripe of the week, Claire? So my gripe of the week isn't so much of a gripe of the week as it is, you know, an ode to our age gap love. Okay. Um, because I would like to say that I have done this before. But come back from our break, weekly reservoir walk. I had mentioned earlier in the day, I was like, oh, we need to stop at Aesop. I need to get more hand soap because I'm like... I bougie. I don't know about you, but like as I've gotten older, there are certain things that I do not care that the price is high. I love it. It's worth it. I'm getting it. Who are you talking to? Yeah, of course. So I was like, we need to stop at ASAP. Get home. I was like, oh, we forgot to stop, stop at ASAP, but it's not, but no worries. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll order it. I'll get it tomorrow. She goes, I turn the corner, I go into the bathroom and she's in there pouring Myers hand soap into, into the, the ASAP bottle. And I told her, I was like, stop, please stop. And she's like, what? We don't need to buy another bottle. We can just keep the bottle. I'm like, I am not going to be the people that you people, guests come over to our house and they go wash their hands and they realize that we are just using this ASOP bottle as a display for exactly. our Meyer soap. And so I was just laughing so hard because I one time did this. But instead, I put water. And so when my roommate at the time went to go do it, it all just splattered all over. And I was, like, mortified because it's, like. You were like, just trying to save a couple Just trying pennies. to save a buck back when, like, you know, $50 hand soap was, like. That you were not yeah. buying $50 I feel hand like soap. I, like, got it as a birthday present or something. And then you became hooked. Yeah. But needless to say, when I rounded the corner and saw what this 25-year-old was doing, I was, like. Well, there, there it is. You know, there is where we divide her. In her mind, it was 100% totally fine. To me, right. it would have been like, imagine if you came over, you would have immediately been like, Claire, skimping corners here. Well, it's funny because, yeah, I, 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 I was going to say, I could see somebody, yeah, doing that to somebody also that's just like, they just like to save money yeah. regardless. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it's just like the smarter way in their mind. Whereas like, look, it might, be the, it might not be the smarter way, but this is the way I like it. And it might cost a little bit more, yeah. which I get. And that could be a Leo thing between us. That is very true. And I mean, trust me, I've, I've done, I've done every shameless thing. Like I'm the person that will like spend $400 on a new pair of common projects, but refuse to buy Windex brand. Right. Okay. Like, so I'm like, okay. I'm one of those. So I get it, but this was just, it was just too funny. Cause I was just thinking in my head, you do pass this point in life where you're like, I won't do things like that anymore. Right. And it's just, it was a funny one. So that is funny. That is our gripe of the week. Um, Claire, you mentioned that this week you had just listened to a song that had inspired you by the lyrics. Um, <laughs> it's hard to even think. I mean, it's actually a, a song that I shazammed from watching the patient. Okay. And, and it's, it's a Kenny Chesney song, right? Yes, it is. And what is that song called? It's called uh, Get Along. Get Along. Okay. And I was listening to the car ride over here, and I came into the door and said, I think I've I found our, our theme song. Okay. And so since we don't know about a theme song yet, 
I figured you could just read us the lyrics that you wanted to read to, to wrap out our episode. Um, I guess, where was the part? Um, uh, I think it's at the end, right? Yeah. Get a, uh, paint a wall, learn to dance, call your mom, buy a boat, drink a beer, sing a song, make a friend. Can't we all just get along? I like it. I like it. The words of Kenny Chesney. Yeah, the words of the wise Kenny Chesney. Okay, so I think that's where we're, we're going to end it for this week. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we're going we're gonna to do this every week, same place, same time. You can find us on Spotify, anywhere you download your podcasts. And um, yeah, thanks for joining us for a Mildly Mannered Podcast. See you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.